Hello guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Crime Spiracy. Crime Spiracy. <laughs> I am your host Quentin. It's a link. And uh yeah, so you guys are probably gonna listen to this episode first and then head over to our vlog. And if you haven't heard this episode first and you're seeing this on our vlog channel, I guess that doesn't really make sense. Anyway, go watch our vlog. Um that we Go just... watch whatever one that you are not here. <laughs> here right now for yeah go watch it go watch it or listen or whatever that's a good idea yes um Much good. big brain big massive brain um so we got this plethora of snacks here that we went yeah you can watch us buy those on the vlog that we uploaded today on our bonus episode on our bonus episode yes, we went to the korean store and we had a very fun time doing an assortment of other things as well yes um we uh yeah so i definitely recommend you guys go watch that one um we have full hd video this time and we got a light and we got yeah. we got everything cool, we got a table now we got a whole we ass got this table. whole setup <laughs> yep it doesn't look as shitty as last time it does not We're everything's evolving. looking pretty dope so, uh, you want to start us off with these snacks? Um, alright, well, I have a California roll of sushi here. And Quentin has sushi, but his is in the fridge, so I don't think he wants to try it on camera for everybody. Yeah, I'll just leave it in the fridge. I don't want it yet. Okay, so we have this thing, which is noodle snacks, um, grilled chicken flavor, and it says, don't boil it, smash it. Yeah, Can so we get a little zoom on these, Quentin? A zoom? A zoom. Um, hold on. How do I do that? Can all right. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold it on as far as I can for you guys. There to we go. See. Zooming it. We get a good zoom on on these. Nice zoom right there. Look at that. <laughs> okay, so these are the little snackies. Yeah, snackies. And as much as this looks just like a regular ass ramen packet, you take the spice packet out, you smash the absolute shit out of it. Put the spices back in it and just eat it crunchy. And it's got this little packet, the same as in the actual ramen. You got these little spice packets. Yeah, I think it's just the same, yeah. It smells the same as ramen. Oh my god, that is pungent. Do you like Marachan? Yes. I think it's good. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my gosh. So I'm just gonna get a little hand of crunchy nudes here. Crunchy nudes. Is it good? It actually is pretty freaking good. Holy shit. I would eat this as a bag of chips. Mm hmm. If we go out again, I'm gonna take a picture of this because <laughs> I need remember. to remember this. In case we do vlog part two. Man, yes. I got pieces all over my shirt. I just hit the table. That's fantastic. Yeah, this one actually is really good. It... Like, if Quentin and I weren't sharing this bag, I would definitely just hold it up to my mouth and fucking dump it in. Um, it's definitely a little bit more tender. 
than um, if you just grabbed a regular bag of ramen. Yeah. Here, I'll move it over to the side. We can have it later. Later? Yeah. That's when, okay, so yeah, when we watch, uh, what's that show that we love to watch? That you love to make me watch, I think you mean? Yeah, with the SNL, Saturday Night Live. I love that show. Shane hates it. She doesn't understand it, but. I want nothing to do with politics. I don't care about it at all. It's not all about politics. It is a waste of my time. So next up, <laughs> we have Oikaro. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But you want to get us a, another zoom in here? Yeah, I'll get us a zoom. Oh, by the way, if you watch me um, stare down at the table often, it's because... Um, we have his phone up here, and it shows us yeah. what our little camera scene. Yeah, it's just so a display. So these are supposed to be like, you know, little potato french fries, and they're cream and cheese flavor, which I'm assuming is like sour cream and onion, kind of. By the way, if you want to watch us eat these snacks, make sure you guys go check out our oh, these smell good. Our uh, ch YouTube channel, Shalane and Quentin. Uh, link is in the description. They smell very cheesy. They do. They smell actually pretty good. I'm going to get the first one I saw that has a little bit of a deformed tip. It's not a... It's not normal. Yeah, it's not normal. Kind of smells like cat food when you get real up close. I don't know. Okay. They're like spongy. What does this taste like? Veggie straws? Yeah, kind of. The, it's supposed to be sour cream and onion flavor. If you guys didn't catch the package. Um, and it's really... Uh, you can't taste much of it. Yeah, it's a very subtle flavor, but it's, I think it's actually kind of good. It is pretty good, yeah. <laughs> um, and then for our final snack, final we have... Snack. We have some except for my sushi. Here, you want to show them, and I'll zoom in. Yep. We got some jubes. Jubes. Which we determine to be as juice cubes. Yeah, juice cubes. They're like coconut, and well, they're made out of coconut. Yeah. But yeah. But um, yeah. When we were in the store looking for them, they had three flavors. They had grape, mango, and original. We were very confused with the original because. Nowhere at all did it say what it was supposed to taste like. It was just original. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we are going to... Use the... It might be easier to just use the scissors. Because then you might hit that, and then it'll go... And explode everywhere. Yeah, I annoying. feel like if I was to do this, I would, like, struggle with it, and I'd rip it too hard, and then it just... It'd go everywhere, yeah. Yes. I have to use my fingers because I don't. I did forgot to bring a utensil. So yeah, I have. Use the other end of your chopsticks, not the part that you touch the sushi with. Okay. Let me do a little <laughs> smell first. It doesn't smell like much. It smells like a plastic bag. <laughs> yeah, it literally just smells like a plastic bag. Okay, so these are my eating end. This is not. Okay. Okay. Coconut gel, fibrous, cholesterol free. And delicious dessert. It ready, sounds like ready to eat. Sounds like it's for old people. It kind of does. Is it easy to pick up? Oh yeah, she's kind of firm. Really? Yeah, like it's not. Huh. It's not squishy. Okay. A whole lot. 
You want to pick me one out? What am I expecting? Pick one out for me. <laughs> I want to try it. Oh, my God. Just put it right in my hand. <laughs> if you guys want to listen, it's a... It's like gummy. I got shit gummy. all over my hand. Where's the napkins? Right there. Can I put these over on the table too? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Taking away my snackies now? Well, if you're gonna eat them, then you can have them. Yes, I will. <laughs> I don't know if I like those. No. <laughs> what it's, the fuck is this? It's a cube and it's. I wonder what the juice tastes like. It's a lot. It probably tastes like the plastic. If I'm honest, that's, with what, how like, that's what the cube tastes like. <laughs> it had like a weird slimy like coating that was very offsetting, and I thought it was gonna be soft with that initial little like. But then. Spend hours of fun munching these chewy, juicy cubes or mix it with cocktails and other desserts to create your very own treat. I could see that in a cocktail as, like, a decoration, not something that people would eat. You yeah, know? these would be cool as a decoration. But... Like, if you need stage food or, like, stage ice cubes, that's what I would fucking use. It's such an odd smell. It's like it's trying to be more, but it's, like, just not succeeding. Okay. Well, with what I just licked off the end of my chopsticks, that was pretty good. The juice? Maybe the juice is good. Maybe. Okay. So, Shlaine, right. Shlaine's going to go first this week. Yes, I am. From what I can tell, we both have some pretty fun stuff planned. Oh, heck yeah, we do. <laughs> um, I got Bloody Friggin' Mary this week. Guys, best be ready. I gotta fix my freaking pillow back. Your neck pillow? Yes. That is supposed to be on my back. <laughs> okay. So, when I first think of Bloody Mary, I think of like, you know, that middle school game where you're like in the mirror and you gotta chant Bloody Mary like three times or whatever. And she's gonna appear in the mirror behind you. Yeah. All bloody and like and girl scary. <laughs> yeah but so we are going i can't speak <laughs> we we're going we, to we're going to perform bloody mary we are not going to perform <laughs> bloody mary i've tried it and nothing has happened back in I, my middle school days who yeah, knows no. i might have i might have more power behind me after you know it building up after these amount of years but <laughs> yeah. I'd rather not figure it out so um, as the myth goes like around here it's chanting Bloody Mary three times and she appears behind you either in blood or like holding a baby or something along those lines mm -hmm. but um, this varies from like country to country so some places have it where you have to say it like 13 times or um and along with these different places they also have it belonging to like different women but 
the one that we are going to be discussing is the Bloody Mary as in Queen Mary of England, Mm -hmm. which is the most common. So Mary, she was the only child of Catherine and Henry VIII when they were together. And they tried for children and they tried and then Catherine finally had a child, Mary. Now, Henry, um, he was pretty freaking disappointed because he was like, I need a son to take on the throne for me. I don't need a woman. Because it's Good the imitation. 1500s. Thank yeah. you. It was perfect. Spot on. I just need a mustache and I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, King Henry had, he had this side chick, right? And she was like, I refuse to be a mistress. She wanted to be his only lover. Okay. And so he divorced Catherine and married this girl, Anne Bolin. And so, of course, he's still trying to get that son that he's looking for. So they go at it. He, she gets pregnant. Bam, another girl. He's like, what the heck? I just give up at this point. And so he just wanted to do whatever he could at this point to make sure that Elizabeth, his second daughter, would be queen. And he even went as far as to press to Parliament that Mary was illegitimate. Hmm. Which is like, what is the reason? What did she do? She's probably like five. (laughs) At this point, yeah. What'd she do? Put like a rock in front of your door to trip you or something? Like (laughs) a bucket above the door. Yeah. Um. (laughs) So a little while later, Catherine passed away, and Anne and her daughter Elizabeth they were like attempting to befriend Mary and like. Oh, come on, sweetie, just come over here. Yeah. But Mary, she was like, nah, nah, nah. Because everybody was spreading rumors that um, her mom was poisoned. And so she was like, I bet you motherfuckers did it. I bet you killed my mom, and now you want me to be your friend, and I ain't doing it. Interesting. Yes. Um, Later, at, like years after this whole ordeal, ordeal it was theorized that Catherine actually had heart cancer which you know doctors in the 1500s couldn't comprehend that's very rare heart cancer yeah Yeah. it was like really rare and the doctors were like what is cancer because it's the 1500s yeah and so they were just like poison that's the only explanational (laughs) reason yeah sounds about right yeah and fun thing that happened um Henry later was like he was just, like, tired of his wife, Anne, and he accused her of treason, adultery, and incest, and he then himself beheaded her. Oof. Imagine just, like, instead of, like, divorce, your husband was just like, I don't want you anymore. I'm gonna cut off your head. That's that's big time yikes. Yeah, big time yikes. <laughs> um, so from Mary's teen years... Um, it was, like, well-known. People talked and talked about um, how she struggled severely with her menstrual issues, along with depression and anxiety because of, like, how public all of it was. Like, she had really bad periods and all this sort of stuff, and she's just honestly terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, however, she did eventually take the throne at age 37, even through all this. Um... Because 
somehow Elizabeth was just... I don't know what happened. Maybe it's just because Mary was the firstborn. I'm not sure. But, um... Yeah, so Mary was like, I just want to get this pressure off me. And she just wanted to marry, have a son to become king, and she wanted to just live her life. She didn't want nothing to do with this. Makes sense. Yeah. So she set up a meeting with this guy named Philip, uh, Philip II, and he was king of, like, four countries. So he, like, had so much shit to do. (laughs) And so they met up, and then two days after, they were like, marriage. Um, but it was also said that during those two days, there was a lot of planning and, like, so if we give you this, your country's gonna give us this. Mm, I see. Yeah, it was basically just for profit of the countries. They didn't really have anything going on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was also, like, so sad because Philip was, like, a lot older than Mary and, like, he just didn't want anything to do with her, apparently, and that's so sad. And Mary, she is just, like, a little old girl. Well, not a little old girl. She's, like, 37, but she just wanted someone to love her. And Philip was just, like, doing the bare minimum for marriage. And because Mary just wanted to be loved, she became very dependent on Philip. And so after two months after their marriage, she was pregnant. And fun fact, with no pregnancy tests, you can't really, like, you know, tell if she's actually pregnant. And the doctors, apparently, are not able to, like, examine a monarch like that to see if they're pregnant. So there was no proof whatsoever. They were just like, she ain't had a period, she pregnant. Okay. Um, so, you know, the people of the, the townspeople were like, ayo that's pretty sus (laughs) and so rumors began that mary was going to fake a birth and then steal another woman's baby Mm. um and this all started because of her menstruation issues the public believed that she was unable to have a child because of how many issues she's had throughout her life Mm. and so mary she decided to take this in a different way and um she believed (laughs) that it was her duty to bring a catholic prince into a catholic world and that if she failed that she would feel the wrath of the almighty oof yeah so she was like all right So, since I'm doing this, I think we should bring everybody together to be a Catholic and say, fuck the Protestants. And so, doing this, she began trying to conform the country and uniform them with the only true religion as she signed an act which led to the Marianne executions, as they were called, in February of 1555, where 240 men and 60 women were deemed Protestant and burned at the stake. Oof, that is messed up, man. Because they thought she was going to steal a baby. She's like, 300 people? Burn them. <laughs> Burn them. Burn them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's said that these people who were burned ranged from people like Protestant church leaders, 
preachers, or literally just poor people who couldn't recite the sacraments. Like, Mm. it... What? Huh? Okay. So, apparently during this time, it was a thing that once monarch women were around or less than six weeks till their due dates that they would go into confinement so that like nothing could hurt them or the baby Mm -hmm. and so she did this and she had you know a lot of her lady friends close her servants her midwives you know everything the doctors Mm -hmm. um everything they needed for the birth while they waited and her advisor wrote a letter and it said and i quote Everything in this kingdom depends on the queen's safe deliverance. If God is pleased to grant her safe delivery, then it will take a turn for the better. If not, I foresee a disturbance and a change for the worst on on so great a scale that the pen can hardly set it down. Um... So, basically, he's saying, like, oh, if she has this baby and it goes good, like, great, fantastic, the world's gonna prosper. But if it goes bad, then, um, the world becomes a living hell. Mm. And... It's unfortunate. Um, I'm just gonna say it don't turn out too great. <laughs> <laughs> so, her due date rolls around May 9th, and no baby yet. And so the rumors began. Um, one of the rumors was that Mary did give birth to a baby boy, but that she died during childbirth. Not true. Mary died during childbirth? Yeah. Okay. And with no word from Mary, because she stayed in this cabin, because they were like, oh, maybe they just got the due date wrong. Okay. Or like, oh, maybe, maybe we just forgot and we said it was a little earlier than it was supposed to be. (laughs) So, um... Later on, after the rumors got worse, there was one that Mary had delivered a, quote, mole or lump of flesh. Oh, that's kind of... Which, after a little bit of research, is an actual thing. That happens? Yeah. People give birth to moles? Well, not that's a, where the moles mole from? animal. Like, what kind of mole? Like, what do you mean? Like a lump of flesh, just like oh, okay. a mole. Not a baby, just like a blob. That happens? Apparently. It must not be very common. Well, yeah, I think it'd be. I think it'd be a little more talked about if it was common. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little spooky. Mm hmm. So. A little, a little longer goes by, and Mary's, she starts to get concerned because she notices that her stomach, like, it starts to deflate a little bit. But the doctors were like, oh, don't worry, Mary, that's just a sign of oncoming labor. And, and so she waited some more, and no baby. Hmm. Nada. So, Mary, being Mary, took this as a sign of punishment from God that she didn't shoot down those accusations and um so she decided to up the burnings Mm. she said fuck the people you ain't talking about shit because god doesn't want you to and burn them burn them burn them 
And so, you know, after this, the people were still, like, very curious. Like, what in the hell is going on with this baby? Like, yeah. huh? And so there was this guy, and he was an ambassador. And he hired a spy who then got in contact with one of the midwives from the Queen's Chamber. And, um, you know, she reported back and it said, and I quote, For weeks she would lie in her bed without speaking like one dead. Then she would sit for whole days on the floor, huddled up with her knees against her face. And people were then even more suspicious about everything because, like, how would she have her knees up against her face if she was pregnant? Like, that wouldn't be physically possible, but considering, like, the baby bump, you know? Yeah. And so, mind you, her due date was May 9th. June and July passed, and they extended the due date, but, like, come on, she was not having a baby at this point. Like, what? And so in August, after almost a complete year after she announced her pregnancy, Mary left her chambers and dismissed, like, having a child. Um, nobody really seemed to care except to, like, shit on her for not being able to have a child, which is, like, really rude. Because, like, imagine what the hell she's going through. Yeah. Um, but now I know that you're going to like this part because it's the science-y part of what the fuck happened between that mysterious no-birth sort of shit. Yeah. Um, so apparently this is one of history's most notorious and well-documented cases of pseudosiasis, which is basically just a fancy term for a false pregnancy. It's an absolutely crazy condition where a woman becomes so absolutely obsessed with the thought of having a child that the mind tricks the body into actually being pregnant. So because of her mentality and how much she just wanted to have a child and just get it over with, her hormones shifted, her period stopped, and her belly grew. And like in today's time, you know, it's pretty easy to diagnose because we get ultrasounds and stuff and they're just like, Ayo, you're not. You're you not ain't pregnant. A, you ain't actually pregnant, Holmes. Yeah. But, like, that's crazy. That is pretty interesting. It's really crazy. I didn't know that that was a thing. Neither did I. <laughs> I knew that, like, stuff like anxiety and, like, having too much of a hormone shift like that could, like, stop your periods, but not, like, a false pregnancy sort of thing. That's whack. That is pretty whack. Yeah. So, um, Mary, she then moved on never spoke of the pregnancy again like never brought it up it was not a thing that happened mm -hmm. and then two years later she believed that she was pregnant again but nobody really seemed to give a shit at this point like they were over it uh -huh. and um <laughs> many insisted mary insisted to the public that she was like i'm pregnant this time i swear to god like I, this is facts straight facts Periods had just stopped because um, she had entered menopause. Okay. Um, she's just an old lady at this point. Yeah. Like, there ain't no baby. Um, and then the year after this happened, she died at age 42 of a believed case of ovarian cancer. Which is crazy because it's like, man, your mom had heart cancer and you had ovarian cancer? Yeah. What are the chances? 
And mind you, um, she got on the throne at 37 and she died at 42. So everything that we have talked about has happened within five years. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Not that long at all. Yeah. So then after Mary died, the only one left, Elizabeth, she took on the throne. And, you know, she did the same thing, sending many more Protestants to their fiery deaths yeah. in the footsteps of Mary. Um, which is crazy because going back to the beginning of, like, the whole, like, Bloody Mary mirror thing or whatever, they had essentially done the same thing, but Mary was, like, the one who completely got shit on because she was the only person who was named Bloody Mary. Which is, like, honestly kind of terrible because it's just, like, like, I believe it was the community's way of just, like, shitting on her for not being able to have a child. Yeah. But, like, it kind of evened itself out because she executed, like, over 300 people. <laughs> yeah, she seems like a pretty terrible person. Yeah. But for my fun fact of this week's episode... Um, Mary had executed over 300 people during her five little years as queen. And doing the math that she executed only 300 people, that is at least one person every six days for five years. Wow. That's crazy. That's quite a bit of people. Like, what? Man. Um, so this week... For my thing, um, I'm gonna do a mystery. <gasps> a mystery. A mystery. I love yeah. mysteries. It's not more of a, it's not much of like a conspiracy. It's just a mystery. Mystery. But it's very very interesting. Mystery. Um, so I'm doing the Great Kentucky Meat Shower. Meat shower. Yeah. <gasps> so. That sounds inappropriate. I guess if you have a <laughs> filthy mind, Jesus Christ. All right, so. Between the hours of 11 and 12 o'clock on March 3rd, 1876. Oh my God, that's Riley's birthday. I'm going to have to tell her about this. Oh my God. <laughs> Large hunks of meat appeared to be falling from the sky over a small town in Bath County, Kentucky. These hunks of meat were all different in size, but were on average, they were two inches by two inches, with the biggest being four inches by four inches. At the time, a farmer's wife, Mrs. Crouch, was making soap on her front porch about 40 steps away from her home when she reported watching meat fall from the sky and slap the ground. Upon further examination, her and her husband noted that the meat looked grisly. Grisly? Yeah. Ugh. Both took it as a significant sign from God. The Crouch's farm became a local legend at this point, People from all over came to see the mystery protein-packed precipitation for themselves. <laughs> the meat was never fully identified. However, to locals, actually, tr two locals actually tried the meat and to try to figure out where it came from. One of them, B.F. Ellington, a local hunter, decided that the meat was no match for him, so he judged it to be bear meat. Wait. He tasted it. So you're telling me... <laughs> The people think that chunks of meat are falling to this from the sky, and their first thought is, "Let me put that in my mouth." Well, there was a lot of people that wouldn't seen it, but there was only two that actually tried it. So yes, to them, who that the was hell the first. in their right <laughs> mind is like, "Hmm, I'm gonna pick this piece of meat up from the sky, and I'm just gonna." 
Take a goddamn bite out of it. Um, so a piece was sent to Newark Scientific Association where Dr. Alan McLean Hamilton identified it to be lung tissue from either a horse or a human infant. Seven additional scientists analyzed this exact piece further and confirmed that it was definitely, in fact, lung tissue. Wait. Huh? You said horse or human infant. Yes. How are those even remotely related? They're very similar in structure. Horse and human infant lungs. That's the strangest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> it is pretty odd, but that's what it is. Um, so another piece was sent out to Dr. L.B. Kastenbein, who noted it in a 1976 edition of the Louisville Medical News that the mystery meat was, quote, quite literally a coordinated bout of projectile vulture vomit, end quote, Dr. Kastenbein set fire to the meat and found that it smelled exactly like rancid mutton. Um, so this may come as a surprise, but no one is exactly sure what would have caused this. Now, the most popular theory stems from buzzards. So apparently this mystery meat is from a large group of buzzards vomiting up their dinner. Now, I was curious. <laughs> so people tasted bird throw up? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's why um, Dr. Kassenbein said that it was quite literally a coordinated bout of projectile vulture vomit. That's so funny. Um, karma. Oh, also, they still don't know what kind of meat it was. So, a lot it of people... bird throw up meat. What do you mean? <laughs> um, so, I was curious to why this much meat would fall from buzzards. So, apparently, it turns out that they gorge themselves when they do find food because they don't know when that they will get their next meal. So they have to sit and digest for a while to settle their stomachs after they're done eating. But uh, <laughs> you're chewing on the mic right now. It's like ASMR. Um, so they have to sit for a while and digest before they take off. Um, but sometimes that they, they can get startled by something and this will cause them to pr prematurely take flight and vomit up their meals while in the sky so this is most likely a cause of a group of vultures all vomiting up their dinner but i'm i'm kind of curious because i feel like this would have happened before or even the story came out you know mm -hmm. like why hasn't this happened before why haven't people talked about something like this happening before it doesn't make sense to me i feel like maybe the reason is because like you know, what if there wasn't just, like, such a large a group of them? Yeah. I mean, it was pr pretty much only over this one family's farm that it happened. Um, but, yeah. And they thought it was just a sign from God. Um, but, yeah. So, it just makes sense that this would have happened again. People would have actually examined this. Because I feel like if people found that this was true... And how often do buzzards fly together? Like they're very lone creatures because when they have when they find food, I mean maybe they could be like in a group of like two or three, but when they find food, they, I mean, a whole farm would have had to have been dead to, to have this many vultures. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and again, no one knows what kind of meat it was. It's it could be a lot of people thought it was beef, mutton, bear, horse. Um, and then some people thought it was human infant, but a lot of, human infant. 
but a lot of people think that it could have been um that this was vultures because of the variety of different meats and the variety of like how they looked and um different organs that was found um yeah i could believe that it's just birds yeah because it, it, it does it makes sense and that would be the easiest explanation but i think it's too easy what else happened? Aliens were just, you know, having to fly past these people's farms, and they were like, hey, yo, man, we need to empty our poop chute. And the captain was like, here? Really? We're over top of a farm right now. And they're like, dude, it's full, and I gotta take a shit. And that was all alien shit. I don't think so. <laughs> but good explanation. Thank you. Um. So, yeah, I think this one's really interesting. Um... It actually really happened. I'll insert a picture right above my hand of they have a jar. Um, it's an older picture, but a it's meat a meat jar. It's a jar of a piece of meat. I think it's just in formaldehyde. Meat jar. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think I'd rate this one eight out of ten tinfoil hats because of how interesting it is. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna go. With eight and a half frogs in a trench coat. Eight and a half. Yes, because okay. I believe that that is what those meat chunks were. Eight and a half frogs in a trench coat, just chewed up. It's my only explanation. Interesting. There's a lot of other theories. So if you guys are interested, Scientific American did a a um a thorough investigation of this. So I recommend go checking out their article. They have a little bit more information about uh, what this could have been caused by. So. Uh, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so that's all we have for this week. Remember to go check out our bonus episode. Um, bonus episode, you get to you get to see Quentin and I's fantastic sunnies. Sunnies? Yeah, sunglasses. Oh, sunglasses. <laughs> you don't know what sunnies are? I've never heard that, that language before. What, are you dumb? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You, like, made up your own words. Um, it's not my fault. I didn't know what that meant. No. Um, yeah, you guys can see our awesome sunglasses, like, halfway in. Um, we we go to a Korean market. We go to Froyo place. Froyo Korean We get sushi. Place. Sushi. It's we went to the so mall. much fun. Exactly. I got some freaking My Hero Academia shirts, and I am so excited. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, make sure you guys go check out that episode on the Shalane and Quinton channel. The link will be in the description of this podcast, no matter where you are listening it to. Um, and if you're watching this, then uh, you know where the pod or you know where this bonus episode's at. Just Heck yeah, you do. You have to scroll down, click on our channel, click on that video, leave a like, leave a comment. You know how it is. Go check out our website, crimespiracy.com. All socials are linked in the bio. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.